Hello everyone and welcome to episode 100 of the Talking Fitball podcast. My name's Derek Clark and every week we try and bring you a top class interview with some of the most interesting and engaging characters involved in the game. This week we hear from former Ipswich, Bury, Rotherham and Hamilton defender Chris Wales. I wanted a top guest for our 100th episode and Chris didn't disappoint. He's in fine form as he gives us an insight into his long and distinguished career from following his beloved Newcastle growing up, his regrets at not taking his opportunity at Portman Road, becoming a fan's favourite at Gig Lane, Wembley Cup final wins, taking on the best in the English Premiership, defying the odds to come back from retirement to star for Ackies, his heart scare, loads of dressing room tales, and he tells us how he's getting on as a manager at Dunstan UTS. So sit back and enjoy the latest episodes of the Talking Football Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Talking Fitball podcast. I'm absolutely delighted to say we're joined on the line this week. A special guest as well, because it's the 100th guest we've had on, Chris Wales. Chris, thank you very much for, for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, great great pleasure to be on. Um, great to have you on, Chris. Um, we're just speaking off air there with regards to, of course, your... Uh, player manager at Dunstan and, and your sort of season was curtailed early doors, wasn't it? It must have been uh, frustrating for you to, to, I guess, the whole COVID situation and all that and affecting your uh, the football life. Yeah, very much so. I mean, we're doing well as, as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, the, the season before finished in the March. We learned my lessons from that. And um, we, we strengthened in the summer and we were doing well when the season closed after seven games. Um, which is which is a pity to be fair, but it's the same for everybody. And obviously, COVID took president, and rightly so should. Um, and football was just well, football was curtailed with everybody, especially at my level, anyway. Yeah. See, in terms of the players and all that, Chris, um, you keep in touch with them on the sort of zooms and all that sort of stuff. And you go, you still do the training? No, no, not at all. That was it. Um, I mean, we can start up whenever. I think in the next couple of weeks, I think we can. Yeah, but I, I don't see the point of it. If I'm totally honest, um, we'll start pre-season as normal, which is probably the last week in June yeah. for the season to go ahead. Uh, August the 14th, FA Cup extra prelim starts on August the 7th. Yeah. So you know you get you have five or six weeks, um, and then we're looking forward to it immensely now. And I hope all my players are as well. Yeah, we're chatting at the bit. Um, looking yes. back at looking back at your career, then Chris. I mean, it's been a very long career. But when you were born uh, back in 1970 in Gateshead. Uh, we always this is your life. <laughs> Were you always kicking a ball around as a, as a kid? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure, I mean, everybody, school teams, you know, county yeah. teams. Um, but yes, always from, you know, whenever I can remember in the garden and then we were your mates after school. It's always the same, isn't it? Every time I read an autobiography, it's always the same start, you know. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, from a very early age, yeah, I loved playing football. All sports, if I'm honest. Yeah. Who, who, was, who was your team back then? Who did you follow? Newcastle. Yeah. Newcastle, one and only side. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Newcastle weren't in the, the top division at the time. Yeah. Newcastle were only getting, for the old Newcastle were only getting seven to 10,000 crowds. Yeah. And then, um, obviously, Liverpool was the team of the 70s, early 80s then. So everybody liked, liked Liverpool. Everybody's second team but Newcastle. Until Keegan came in 82, and Keegan yeah. just lit up the whole city. Uh, yeah. Keegan, Beardsley, Waddle, McDermott, 
uh, from so from eighty two, Newcastle started getting thirty two thousand crowds constantly every week. Uh, missed they missed out the first season promotion, and Keegan got it the second season. The two seasons that he was there, yeah. catapulted uh, Newcastle into the what is now the Premier League. Yeah, did you go to St James's back in the day? Yes, always when I, whenever I could. Couldn't get in for the first game, Keegan's game against QBR because of the the, the crowds. You know, the crowds were yeah. ridiculous in them days. But never missed a game for two years on the Saturdays. Wow, it's, it's uh, changed a bit. Oh yeah, I mean, no big stand. The one big stand, then the old stand. But football's completely changed. You know, yeah. uh, for the better, has it? I don't really know, but uh, that's a, that's an opinion. Anybody, everybody's opinions are different. But yeah, it was great times. Very very nostalgic. Yeah, would, would you have seen Gaza when you were there as a as a youngster? Gaza, well, uh, that's when my career started taking off. Yeah. I think Gaza was won the youth cup in nineteen eighty five in Newcastle, um, and I was just starting to play sat mostly Saturdays then. Yeah. Saturdays, so, so it was hard to get the games. I tried as much as I could, but then I, I started taking football serious then. Yeah, uh, but yes, I did see Gaza a few times. Yeah, yeah and he's actually from Dunstan. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was a you knew there was a talent there from the start, didn't you? Yeah. So, so yourself then, Chris, were you playing sort of amateur and that sort of stuff before? Was it was it Ipswich that, that, that scouted you at the time? Yes, I mean school football, um, and then obviously boys clubs. Yeah. And then left to go to Ipswich at sixteen. Yeah. Uh, it was a time when Bobby Bobby Robson left uh, to get the England job in '82, yeah. so it was a lot of his uh, players. Um, in the old first division, out of the out of the sorry the top division, then a um, lot of good players. Um, I joined in '86. Bobby Ferguson was the manager. Yeah. Wasn't there long until John Duncan take, took over in '87, I think it was. From then yeah. on. And how, how did you find him? You played under him. Was it? No, he was there. And was it John Lyle that took over after that? Yes, John Lyle took over. I think it would have been about ninety. Around about yeah. ninety. A very well, great manager, great with me. Um, it's just I was at a, I was at a crossroads. I was a young lad, you know, and away from home. Oh, yeah. um, I had a couple of bad injuries, and my mates were living living in Newcastle and all them. Type. The, the the growing years, if you want to say, from eighteen to twenty three, are hard years when you're yeah. a young lad and you're away from home. Um, and I, I found it hard living away. I was, I mean. I was offered contract after contract and I just I just wanted to leave. I made me mind up to leave, if I'm totally honest. Um, and I did. And then I ended up joining Peterborough, which you just make crazy decisions when you're a, <laughs> you're a young lad, you know. I mean, I had no guidance from parents or nothing like that. I was on my own. Um, yeah. So and some of the decisions I made when I was when I was young were, oh my God, the blood. <laughs> Regrets. I've got millions of them. Millions of them. <laughs> uh, but yes, it was just one of them things, I suppose. So see, see when you left Ipswich, seeing you're going to Peterborough, did they try and talk you? I know you'd go back to them, but were they saying to yourself, were you playing at here? Or John, Ly- John Lyle. John Lyle and Charlie Woods at the time, who was uh, the two Bobby Robson took as his uh, chief scout in Newcastle when he was a the manager there. And old Jory, wise old Jory, was brilliant with me and so was John Lyle the they do all the card to make us stay, you know, but I had a one-track mind and I always have. And the, um, Well, I just made up my mind to go and no, no matter how much talking they did, how much they offered to the appears and that, I was just, I just needed to leave. Needed to leave at the time. I think it would have been about 20. Um, 
and that was it. I made my mind up, and that, that was it. See, when you, you say uh, those growing years, see your pals, I guess, going out and all that uh, every week, I'd imagine yes. you're, you're down in Ipswich, I guess. guess that was sort of hard to, to, to sort of deal with, I'd imagine. Yeah, you always think it's better than what it actually is when you... <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> the grass is so greener, but yes, I mean, yeah, I, and everybody works during the day, you know, it's daft, and it's, yeah. you think, and then you only go on a Saturday, Sunday. But that, that, that's, that's, I mean, I, there's loads of lads in my boat like that throughout the years who who uh, took the wrong path, I think. But lucky enough, um, I was lucky to get back into football, having left the professional scene yeah. after Peter Brough and was fortunate enough to get back in it. Um, so, yes, it's it's well, it's life. It's a learning curve in it all the way through. Yeah, you had a number of spells at diff- a whole load of different clubs back then, teams in the conference and all that. Was it Boston or something you went to? I went from Peter Brough, I went to... Which was the old fourth division. Yeah. And then I went part time to Boston, who were in the National League as it is now. Yeah. The manager left Boston, a lad called Dave Kusak, who got the Ketron job, who Ketron were in the uh, National League as of now. Yeah. And they were one of the top sides then, along with the likes of Colchester and Barnet and Wickham Wanderers by Martin O'Neill. That was the, yeah. in Ketron were always there, thereabouts. Uh, so Boston Ketron then um I went from Ketron to Bridlington. Yeah. Um so when I when I was at Boston, I actually went on trial to Birmingham as well. Yeah. Um and turned down a deal then to go to sign for Birmingham, um, which was the old third division yeah. at the time, managed by Terry Cooper. Yeah. So I turned down that as well. Um another another great decision. <laughs> <laughs> just to be back home just to be back home yeah. see the big market in the late 80s and early 90s was a place to be yeah. not like it is now you know but yeah, so yes yeah another, another wise decision so yes uh, that's that's I know you'll have other teams down there but that's that's the teams that I actually played for yeah see see when you're at Bridlington I was reading of course you, yeah. you they went to Wembley for that that Vaz um, trophy final. You're a and you sub that that day, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Graham Jones, who was your former yeah. player, assistant manager, was in the team that day yeah. as well. So um, obviously I knew Graham from school. I went to school together and we met up again in uh, '93, yeah, '92, '93, I think it was. Yeah, on you sub. I hadn't been there long, if I'm honest, and he yeah. he chose to play a lad who had been there. So the thick and thicker, uh, thick and thin of it, playing in most most games, etc. Um, so yes, I was happy to be involved, and I was on the bench and gained a um, winners' medal. Yeah, you, I guess at that point you you would have no idea you could be back there a couple of more times winning it in in, in your forties. Um, what, what, no. what, what was the experience like going down there as, as, as a youngster at Wembley? And that could you sort of take it in, or as I've been an unused sub, could you could you could you take it in as much ah. as the guys that were playing? No, but yeah, honestly, it's daft when you're young and you you read. I um, when I was 22, 23, I just it was like it's just a little, another game. It really was just like another game. It was big for the club, big for big for Brilliant. Yeah. We're a well supported club. Um, I loved the experienced, uh, LA experience, um, and I, and I played a few games in the actually in the tournament leading up to the final. Yeah. Um, and I loved the manager, I loved the crap with the lads because a lot of them were Geordies and we travelled in from the northeast to Bridlington. 
Graham Jones being one of them. Um, and we had some great players, players who should have been playing at a higher level, if I'm honest. Yeah. But uh, uh, loved what I was doing, which was, you know, having good good weekends and then playing <laughs> on a Saturday, worse for wear. That's, that's what that's what that's what we did. That's what we did, you know. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm yeah, I know that I know that the the lower the sorry the Highland leagues in Scotland are full of lads who are, should be playing in the football league, but they're not yeah. because of circumstances. And that was it. That's what it was like then. Yeah. And football's just turned so much these days. It's yeah. ultra professional. You don't drink. You don't do anything. Whereas nice. thirty years ago, fuck my god, <laughs> it was completely different, you know. And that was no exception. <laughs> See, were you always a defender, Chris? Did you play any other positions coming up through the game? No, I was a centre forward when I before I went to Ipswich. I played for me. Wow. Uh, I played centre forward for me uh, school. Yeah. Uh, preferred that. The one day that I played centre half for me boys' club, that's when Ipswich scout John Carrillas watched us. Aye. And so thought, and then I went down to Ipswich as a centre half, whereas I'd always wanted to be a centre forward. Yeah. So, and I was keep saying, look, I'm not a centre-half, I'm a centre-forward. <laughs> you know, the stuck us in a centre-half and, well, they are stood, they are stayed for ages, you know, yeah. for forever, if I'm totally honest. And, and yeah. now I was always, I think there's many a centre-half wanting to be a centre-forward, isn't it? But I really, <laughs> I really was a centre-forward. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I just, yeah, that's what would be, what would be, would be. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ipswich managed to, 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 to persuade you to come back down and, and rejoin them. How did that come out? <laughs> Um, I'd played, been playing a year and a half for Doncaster. Yeah. I'd left Bridlington and the, the owner of Bridlington bought Doncaster and he took what who he thought were his best players. He took Graham Jones as being one. Yeah. And um, I had I think I had a season and a half in the old fourth division. We did well and there was a, there was a number of scouts here because there was a number of good players um, there. And I ended up signing on deadline day, actually. So it would have been 95. Um, yeah. March when deadline day was always the last Thursday in March then um, so it was deadline day in 90, 95 it would have been George Burley being in mind I played against George Burley a couple of weeks beforehand he was left back for Colchester player manager yeah. and he said at the time he was an old Ipswich stalwart and I always remember him saying um, you should have never left Ipswich Chris and I'd had a good game that day against Colchester even though we got beat I think and uh, the lads were saying, you'll be going to Ipswich in a couple of weeks. You'll be after that. But you're, but you're going to Ipswich. I said, don't be daft, man. It's just saying. <laughs> and there you go. Lo and behold, I'd sign for Ipswich on the deadline day. Uh, yeah. For, yeah, for uh, some money. Yeah. And, I mean, George, of course, he's the manager there at the time. How, how did you find him? Well, it's uh, great. It's the first time I've ever been coached, if I'm honest. Yeah. Uh, coached with a lot, um, manager, uh, assistant manager called Dale Roberts. Uh, I've been coaching Ipswich when I was younger, um, in the younger days uh, of Peter Trevivian, Charlie Woods and Brian Clue, and then didn't get coached after that and then got coached when I went back to Ipswich. Yeah. Um, so it was a bit strange getting coached, you know, you know, to, to getting told what to do, this, that, the other, and you just, well, you know, no, you get coached all the time now. I mean, yeah. coaching's possible, but you didn't, you know, you didn't know what it was then, especially coming from non-league, if you like. Yeah, and it was a, it was strange to be coached. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, I loved every bit of it. Um, I went. I mean, I played. I played for Doncaster on the Tuesday night against Harlepool at Harlepool. We got beat. 
and then I was playing in the Premier League on the Saturday against Aston Villa <laughs> um, at Portman Road. Uh, you know, playing against Dean Saunders and Darian Atkinson. Wow. Uh, then them went, them came off, uh, them got subbed, and um, White York came on, and Graham Fenton came on. You know, yeah. so it was just, it just shows you. And I was playing against Keith Houchin on the Tuesday. Who's Harlepool? Who scored the head on the eighty-seven Cup final for Coventry? If you remember rightly, yeah. so, so massive in the space of a week. You know, your life changes. You know, yeah. it's, it's incredible. That's mental. How, how did you find the Premier League in terms of like a step up playing against those players? I think it was just uh, it was the pressure. It was just it was just going from two thousand, three thousand crowds at Doncaster where you were in control, and then all of a sudden you've got this huge crowds. It was Ipswich, and then I played against Leeds on the Tuesday night away, forty thousand. You know, then, then I, then I think I played against uh, Chef Wed, forty thousand Chef Wed, and just massive, massive games. You know, yeah. um, all these cl- you know big clubs. Uh, I mean, they're not so big now. I mean, they are in name, but yeah. these huge, huge clubs, and they uh, loved it. Um, yeah. Did I come to terms with it? Probably not. Um, I needed more time. Um, had I been, had I left, stayed at Ipswich and, and not in them years, they're 20 to 23, they're like yeah. development years. Had I been coached there 20 to 23, yes, wouldn't have been a problem. But yeah. the fact that I'd left Ipswich to go out of the game for three years, you know, um, and doing what I did, um, probably not ready for it. But yeah. all the all the, all the, all the, all the same, great experience, great yeah. experience. Yeah, absolutely would be. Uh, Portman Road, how did you find that? I loved uh, Do you know what? Ipswich is, the, oh, it was a beautiful place, beautiful people, great yeah. people. And it's my biggest regret ever leaving. Yeah. Uh, ever. Because I actually initiated the move to leave when I left in 97. I mean, I mean, there was a lot of centre-halves. I mean, are you joining a football club? There's normally two, three, four centre-halves. Yeah. It was nine or ten centre-halves there, wow. you know? <laughs> yeah, who could play centre half? Yeah. It was just ridiculous. Um, so when you're not getting your game, you, you'd play for the reserves, and then you'd travel with the first team, and then you'd play for the reserves the next day. So you were travelling all over with the first team, not getting a look in, and then playing for the reserves. And you'd say, oh. So it was become become a bit, you know. And then Berry, believe it or not, came in. There was a few lesser clubs uh, at, the, at the time. The likes of Wigan and Lincoln came in for us. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to go because. I'd, I absolutely loved the area, loved the place, loved the the, the dressing room. Yeah. Um, and Berry came in for us, Berry Berry FC. Yeah. Um, and Lancashire, and believe it or not, Berry were near the top of the championship at the time under yeah. Stan Tennant. Um, and I spoke to them and liked what they said. And before you know, it, I was signing for for Berry from Ipswich, and I think that would be ninety seven, late ninety seven. Yeah. Yeah, see, see when you're at Ipswich, uh, Chris, they had some big characters there. The likes of um, John Watt was there, wasn't he? And Ian Marshall and all that. And I guess it was a, yeah. a lively dressing room. Oh, very much so. Um, I mean, there was a, there was a good blend of youth and experience at the time. Aye. To be fair, John Watt was player coach, and he was he was he was a great player in his time. A great player at the time, and he yeah. converted back to centre half, and still was a good player. Yeah, uh, but his days were numbered. Marshy was at his peak, great, uh, but got, had a lot of problems with injuries, etc. But very, very good. Yeah. Uh, yes, 
there's a few long, young lads coming through. James Tony Ireland. Vaughan, Richard Wright, James Scowcroft. Yeah. Um, uh, Matt Holland. Lots yeah. lots of young players coming through, you know. Richard Wright, the goalkeeper. Richard Naylor. Nah, he was good. Um, for very good players and uh, all fighting for um, places, as well as the Steve Sedgley's, Jason Cundy's yeah. uh, of this world. Klaus Thompson's. Oh, great. Garrett Williams. Alex Matthew. Just, you know, very, very good players, you know. Yeah. So, see, when you left for Bury, then was that just for? You just fancy more game time then? Is because there was too much competition yes. there. Yeah. And it was uh, more of a um, back to the northeast, closer to yeah. home as well. If I'm honest. Yeah. Don't know why. Don't know why I asked. Or I wanted to move. <laughs> it's, it's just one of them things, you know. Um, and yes, uh, and end up going to Bury. Yeah. Uh, loving it, loving my time there in the championship. I think we stayed in the championship that, that year under Stan Tennant. Yeah. And then he left to get the Burnley job. And then Neil Warnock took over. Yeah. And unfortunately, in Neil's first, se- first season, lost a lot of players. Um, budget was cut, I'd imagine, from the players that were lost. Yeah. And we were relegated to the League One. Yeah, I was reading. Is it right? I think they paid a record fee for you at that time. Is, is that right? Did you feel any added pressure because of that? Not whatsoever. <laughs> Not whatsoever. Yeah, I was, I was, um, uh, yeah. They paid two hundred thousand, which is still, yeah. I believe, is a record transfer yeah. fee. Can you believe it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, two hundred grand. So, yes, I, I agree that they did, but they had, had some very good players who went uh, after that. Chris Lachetti went to Huddersfield yeah. for a million. Dean yeah. Kiley went to Charlton for a million. Um, these were out late. These were um, Paul Butler went to Sunnan for a million. So, they had some very good players at Berry at the time. Yeah. And then and I was I was there to replace Lachetti or Butler. Yeah. It was Butler who left before me, uh, before, I think. So, because I played with Chris Lachetti, yes. Well, yes, uh, I was. I was the record sign at the time. David Johnson went in the opposite direction, though. Yeah. And, uh, and making his name at Ipswich in Nottingham yeah. Forest. Former Man U trainee. Uh, but, yeah. So, yes, he went in the opposite direction. So, I wasn't dependent on the move, me going there. But, yes, I was part of the package. Yeah. See, another player that was there, I mean, it's, it's terrible what's, what's happened to him. Lenny John Rose. What, what was he like as a, as a teammate, Chris? Tough. He was a hard bugger. Yeah. Uh, so two foot attack of Lenny. Oh, yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Yes, it's. I have noticed. I mean, I don't keep in tabs with a lot of football these days, but I have. Yeah. I was invited back to go to a Berry, uh, Berry reunion last season before last. I think it was, and yes, I'd heard all about Lenny John Rose, and it's so sad. It really is. But Lenny, oh, Lenny loved the two footer, and yeah. he, him and Nick Dawes in the middle of the park. It's. Uh, uh, Berry complimented each other very well both legs dogs and could play a little bit well, and uh, oh, Lenny's tackling scared of, no, scared of nobody uh, yeah. great great to have on your side one of them great lads and yeah it's an absolute uh, devastated for him and his family really certainly is uh, Neil Warnock then you mentioned there, I've had boys on before and they've got all sorts of stories about him what, what was he like as a, as a manager to, to play under and uh, I guess again another another lively one, isn't he? He's, he's, uh... Yeah, brilliant, absolutely quality. I've got nothing but an admiration for every manager who I've ever. Yeah, because uh, I know what it's like um, until you get in that seat, hot seat. But 
and he's got a he's got a heart size of a you know yeah we we're been lit he really has Neil Warnock yeah. to do it this long to the stick that he gets to, to everything from uh yeah he's I kind of compliment enough brilliant brilliant for me uh professionally very good he, yeah. he chose us from first game to the last game we got relegated and even did a lap of honour when we got relegated. He took oh. the lads out for a lap of honour. And you can imagine the dogs we've seen yeah. uh, doing a lap of honour, <laughs> clapping, applauding people. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody wanted to go out, you know what I mean? Nobody wanted to go out. And he's like, yeah. come on, get out, get out. You know. Yeah. And so we all did a lap of honour. But yes, loved them to bits. They loved them to bits. I really did. Uh, excellent, excellent manager. Excellent bloke, more importantly. Was that a tough season? Was, was that the season you went down? Is it in goal difference or something like that? Yes, that's right. Had yeah. it been goal scored, not was goal scored. I think we went down with. Yeah. Had it been goal difference, would have stopped up because defensively we were very solid. But I think the top scorer was on four goals or five, something daft like uh, that. Ridiculous. That yeah, that's a, a hard. Yes, it's 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 the same. You you know you've got very limited funds. You know selling players to survive and not getting yeah. the right replacements, it's hard. Um, and Berry were always a team who were always fighting above the weight. A great little football club, you know. Yeah. And, they, you know, they mixed with the top teams for, for a couple of seasons, the likes of Man City in that that, yeah. that year. You know, match Sunderland and Middlesbrough. And it was it was a great time for the football club. Didn't last very long, but great memories. Um, you know, and yeah, it's a shame uh, to, to where they are now. But, oh, honestly, um yeah, very, I love, love my time there, three and a half years there. And I, I nearly stayed again under Andy Priest, but yeah. um, just couldn't sort it. So I ended up going to Rotherham. Yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, it's, I, I covered them, but I'm, I'm down uh, with my job. But I covered when, when they went out of business and that sort of stuff. How must be sad to see a club like that go, in the, go into the wrong hands, Chris, and then obviously follow the, the football league and, and, and not survive. Yeah, oh, it's incredible. Uh, and I thought there would be more actually with this COVID thing for the last year. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. After I know, I saw the program on the on the uh, iPlay. I think it was a couple of months ago, and they got a new manager who was who knows the ropes and at that level. Um, yeah. and, I, and hopefully, and hopefully with a bit of investment, you know, they'll come back up. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'll go through the leagues. Hopefully, uh, I hope they do. Uh, yeah. be great to go down uh, to see them uh, as a football club again but yes it's it's, it's such a shame it really is yeah. and just hope everybody uh, hope everybody's well there because it's, it's a great little football club yeah it's, it's a pure community well I know that you get the, the, the supporters uh, player of the year that in 98-99 the real oh. they, they take you to the heart don't they the, the wee fans down there yeah 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 it was uh, I think it was the season that we got relegated yeah. Uh, yes, I think it was a season that we got relegated. Yeah, yeah. No, as I say, it was a very oh, fight. All you know, when I played at Ipswich in the Premier League, always fighting. A, you know. Yeah. Just you're never going to stay there. Never going to sustain it. Rotherham in the Championship, never going to sustain it. Yeah. Um, you know, Berry in the Championship, never. Ham- Hamilton in the Scottish Premier. Yeah. It's it's going to be hard. It's always hard. You're always fighting it. Yeah. And you know, and it's. Uh, but then, do I, do I, I, you know, I've always liked that. That brings the best out of you, I think. You know, yeah. fighting above your weight. And, and that's it's one of them things, isn't it? Absolutely. See, see before, look at Rotherham. Um, 
Did Bruce Grobelar join Berry for a time? I don't think he was there long, was he? I don't know if you can remember that. Yeah, he played the one game. He played Aye. the one game. I think it was against Blackpool. Aye. We lost, I think it was Steve McMahon. Steve McMahon played for Blackpool and Mike New played for Blackpool. Wait, I, I think uh, he came in for the one game. Very quiet. Oh, was he? Well, at least I get to see I played with Bruce Grobelar. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Grobelar, how are <laughs> Bruce Grobelar. See, see uh, you all. Sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah. See, Rotherham then, you know, played it, obviously, they're in the New York Stadium now. You'd have been playing at the old uh, Mill Moore ground. What no, was that like? Uh, Ming Dog Mingin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I absolutely, I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved that place. Yeah. Um, love the people, love the crowd, love the occasion every Saturday, you know, home and away. Yeah. Um, and it's, I, love, I just love, just I love everything about Rotherham, you know. Yeah. Um, I just enjoyed my time so much there. Four years, I think I had. Yeah. Culminate with another relegation, <laughs> typically. <laughs> so, yeah, I did. I, did. Um, I really did. Um, I hope I, um, I just, it was, uh, we're fighting, fighting for four years as well in the championship, you know. Yeah. Always, first year, I mean, I don't think we never won for 20 games and still managed to, um, yeah. still managed to survive in the, in the championship, but, yeah, four great years, apart from the last one, obviously. Yeah, Ronnie Moore, of course, um, uh, well thought of down that way. What was he like as a, as a manager, Chris? Brilliant. After him, John Brecken as assistant, excellent. Yeah. You know, as you get as you get older, you you, you know the, it's just yeah. When you when you're an older player, you know you don't have to, you don't want to train as hard or train as well. But we yeah. did. We train. We now we trained the way we played. You know, there'd be 10, 12 of them with the way it would be. It was great. It was really hard. It was it was excellent, the training. Loved the training then. You took that onto the pitch and I think and we had a great camaraderie, great changing room, great characters. You know, and I was at the time 30. When I, uh, when I, the next four years were my best years, I'd say. They got the best hours. They got us on a free as well from Berry. Yeah. So I hope, I, I, I hope, but um, you know, I warranted. Uh, I hope I did well for them. I like to think I did, because um, we play. Because we, you know, every one of them wore heart and sleeve. We were just battlers. Didn't play a lot of football. Four four two. Alan Lee, Mark Robbins, Chris. Uh, Alan Lee, Mark Robbins up front. Sedgy, right monks on the left. Doors and Talbot are gone in central areas. Me and McIntosh or Branston and then. Pollitt, right back was uh, Rob Scott, and Marvin Bryan, left back was Paul Hurst. Subs, you know, Richie Bart and Paul Warner, who's the manager. Yeah. Just great, great 14, 15 players, but after that, yeah. um, it was hard. It was hard. Um, Sean Barter coming through, some young lads coming through, but great, great times. Great times. What was, what was Paul? It's good to see them doing well as well now. Absolutely, and of course, Paul won the manager now. And um, it's, yes. it's amazing what he's done wonders there. I know he initially didn't they didn't fancy the job, but he's another great character as well. He's right likable oh, yeah. guy, isn't he? Oh yeah, lovable, lovable chap. Him and Richie, and yeah, doing really well there. I think that they've got a few games in hand there. I think they're going to do it this year. Yeah, it's and it's it's the first result. I mean, I look at all the old clubs uh, to see how they're doing, but Rotherham is the first yeah. first club I look at to see how they're doing. Uh, and yeah, I'm glad to say they're really doing well. Um, they're gonna let's hope 
the yeah. boy down bottom four and keep the club in the championship, which, you know, he's done a remarkable job. And I'd imagine the budget is very low compared to the rest of them. And for Rotherham to stay in that division, he's worked wonders again. So credit to them. And he is, he's different, Warney. And that's, yeah. you need characters like him. You'll, you need characters like him. And that's great. Yeah, he lightens up the game, that's for sure. Um, I'm going to talk about the, the Arsenal game when you were at Rotherham, uh, Chris, at Highbury, the League Cup game. Um, what, what's your memories of that of that day? <laughs> you pick them, didn't you? I remember <laughs> uh, playing one, uh, it was um, Fabregas' debut. Oh, was it? I didn't even I think, know that. Aye. Yeah, six, I think he was 16-year-old. Yeah. yeah, ran the show, shock. Um, <laughs> and then... We drew 1-1, one, one, I think, after extra time. And then was penalties. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, I scored the first one, went all the way through. Give it that to the crowd, uh, which I regret, obviously, later. And I bet then, you think you didn't go way... back up again. Sorry? I bet you no, think no, you didn't. Well, I'm not, well, I'm not thinking it's going to go 10, 10, 9, 7, 8, 8, 8 9, 9, 10. I'm not thinking that in the slightest. Aren't I? I've just did, took my V's up with the crowd, thought, I'm, I'm having, doesn't matter, it's not my fault, is it? It's not my fault if we lose. And then it comes all the way around again, doesn't it? And then go the same side. Um, Graham Stack, I think the keeper was at the time, the Milwaukee yeah. keeper. He saved it. And then, Oh, it might be is it Carno scored the winner or something like that? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Something like that, somebody like that, I think. Oh, yeah, I scored the winner and we lost. And yeah, I felt like you're all right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I felt like, but yeah. <laughs> but I mean, see, see, even the gate taking them to penalties, that was an invincible season. That I mean, I think, um, that like Canu and Will Todd, you're up against what I mean, yes, top world class players. Yeah, and there's a, there was another lad who played who went to Middlesbrough. God, I mean, like Altio, Altio. Oh, uh, I think he went to Celtic for a bit as well, didn't he? Uh, well, he was absolute lightning. Wasn't the greatest yeah. of players, but that didn't matter. He yeah. was lightning, um, and he was the he was the problem. You know, everything's in front. He with with, with corner when that, but Altio, my God, that was uh, he was he was different altogether. Him paces. Pace is a killer. If you're centre half, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I was I wasn't the slowest, but I wasn't the quickest. Yeah. But when you've got when you're up against pace like that, you're always you you're always in for a hard day, you know. Yeah. And I mean, you'd have played at the old the Highbury as well. What can you? What was that like? A great arena to play football in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, dressing rooms, you know. It's once you're out on the pitch, though, you you know you it's. Aye. You don't let the occasion get the better of you. You're concentrated, yeah. you know. And before yeah. you know it, the game's up. 45 minutes is gone. Yeah. And as long as you're doing half decent at half time, you don't matter. It's when yeah. you're getting beat 4-0 at half time. That's when you go, oh my God. That's when you're thinking, oh, I don't, you know, what are you going to... That's the times when I remember playing for Rotherham and Blackburn in the Cup, in the League Cup. Um, and these, these teams can embarrass you. And it was Cole, yeah. Cole and York and Duff and... And two guys who was oh my oh, God. was unbelievable too. So it's days like that when you're four 0 down at half time, you're thinking these are the these are the games that you just you know you've got to roll your sleeves up. Then that they're the ones that you, you get you get embarrassed by. But I think we were was it nil at half time? It, it all slow. Yeah, yeah. So you know you're doing okay. If you stick to half time, you're doing okay. 
you're in with a shout. Is there any places you hated, like you said, Blackburn? Is there any sort of venues you just hated, don't you? Any of it? Um, I've had players, I've had, a lot of players I've had on say Millwall just because the fans are just mental. Um, well, yes. Uh, yeah, I've had a bad experience at Millwall, but that's, I'd rather not go on than I if I'm totally honest. Aye. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I've, I've come off and got stitched up on the side at Millwall. I've, I've went in with a I've went in with a keeper and I've went in with I think Sean Deitch who's playing on Millwall and you know and I've we've come off all three we've come off injured yeah. and I've been getting stitched up on the side of the pitch and I've had oh everything so everything that is there yeah. on the side of the pitch you know it's, it's, there's football and there's football and that's it's still uncalled for but yeah you, 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 you tend to expect it when you're down there you know there's a there's banner and there's banner, but there's you know it's ridiculous stuff aye. like that. What was said now, like you know, um, but I, I it's, it's I think it's expected in Melbourne, but it's a way they are, it's a way they are. Yeah. I, I'd imagine it'd be at like, some other clubs, places like that, but yeah, yeah, there's no call for it if, if I'm totally honest. Uh, it's funny, I had um, Anton Rogan on a, a while ago. He said he got it in the neck every time he went as an opposition player, then he signed for them and then he, he loved them. And all that. So I think it's he was at Sunderland, yeah. Aye, well, that was that was the most favourite ground I loved to go at Sunderland. Um, obviously, because of being a jury and that. So, and then I played at Sunderland a few times, and I remember playing. A, I played for Berry at Sunderland when we'd lost one in at Stadium of Light. Danny Dickio came off me. Yeah. Danny Dickio. Um, it came <laughs> off me and scored a header. We lost one nil, and I've got to go out in Newcastle that night with the lads. But I didn't go out, did I? Just didn't go out. I didn't be seen, conceding, a, I think it was an 80th minute header against Danny Diggio to lose 1-0 at Sunderland. So I didn't go out that night. That was, I just, you know, things like that. You just, oh, that you never forget to this day. Yeah. And then Sunderland, I think that season, got promoted at Bury. They won 5-2. I think Phillips got four against us. Yeah. Um, shock. Um, and they won 5-2 against us at Giggly and they won the, the championship that night. Uh, so, yeah, I, I loved playing against Sunderland, but I never ever had any happy times against Sunderland, if I'm totally honest. <laughs> Did you ever come up against Newcastle? Uh, no. Do you no. know what? Never. I played St. James's Park. And I think I played at all the grounds in the seven leagues. Yeah. But I never ever, you know, whether it be reserve youth, First team up in like the, the all the divisions. I played in every league, every um, game, every sorry, every ground. Yeah. Um, but and and I played St James's Park, but I, that was when I I'd, I was playing for Blythe Spartans in a cup final against yeah. Newcastle twenty threes. So I never ever I played a reserve game against New, for Newcastle for Bury. Yeah. Um, at, at Gateshead Stadium, but I never ever did play against Newcastle first team. Yeah. Um, see, you, you went to Oldham, uh, Chris. Was that just because uh, Ronnie Moore moved there and he persuaded you to just to, to join them there? Yes. Uh, obviously, relegated from the championship with uh, Rotherham and had a lum- number of offers, if I'm totally honest. Yeah. Um, and, but chose to go back to Oldham. Paul Warren, Rob Scott, Guy Branston yeah. were all there um, and just got injured immediately. Yeah. <laughs> injured. <laughs> Totally, uh, I might even have had the problem at the end of the season at Rotherham. 
um, but did lots of training on it. And then when I first first came back, when I'd signed, that was it. Broke my heel. Strange one, I know. <clears throat> I might have done it on, towards the end of the season at Rotherham, yeah. but I played on. And um, but I found out I'd actually stopped me a um, heel bone. Wow. Oh yeah, it was, and that retired us. That retired us. And yeah. I, I tried to play on as much as I can at Oldham. I missed. I, I think I made my debut in the January, having signed in the summer. Um, and I think I played nineteen games there. Nineteen games, and every one was total agony. Every one was total agony. That just the bone wouldn't heal. The bone yeah. would not heal, and it was just I was playing with a broken heel every time I played. And the pardon tablets, injections, a lot, and just, yeah. the bone wouldn't strengthen. It's because when you're under pressure, and I was wanting to get back, and the, the physio was great. The physio was the best physio I've ever had. Lee Nobs, I think he's now the Liverpool physio, yeah. was the Man City physio. Um, and he, he was, I was one on one with him all the time, and he just, I just couldn't under pressure, wanting to do well, wanting to be the club captain, get out there and show yeah. the other fans where I can make a difference and try to. Make it in, and I had the summer off. John Sheridan got the job in the meantime. No, Shez, Shez, John Sheridan was absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. He just said, "You don't train, go in the gym all week, and put the the captain's armband on um, out for games." And I, I was, uh, and I just, I just the first game. Remember how all the summer to heal, the six weeks, seven weeks to heal. The board is a, a gadget that strengthens your bones and knits your bones together. They paid for that. I wore it on the pool on holiday. Yeah, all this kind of things, you know, with the <laughs> family. And it just wouldn't gel together on the bone. Yeah. Um, and then I just said, look, I've called a day. Retired after, I think, four games yeah. in the, for the next season, I think. And then wrapped in completely, started getting the coaching. And then, before, lo and behold, forgot about my foot. <laughs> and it healed itself because I wasn't under any pressure, any time duration, nothing. Wow. You know, uh, I was doing little bits of work on it, strength, trying to strengthen it and all that proprioception work. But And then before you know it, Graham Jones has got the job up with the assistant manager and asked Billy Reid would I want to come up. And I said, I've got to see what my foot's like first, you know. Yeah. And then we agreed to have a look at, take us on try to see what my foot was like. And, and it was the worst thing possible. It was on a plastic pitch, wasn't it? <laughs> that's all I needed that's all I needed you know so uh, albeit a good plastic pitch um, so yes they end up going to Hamilton after that order yeah and Billy Reid of course was the manager there how did you find uh, Billy Chris I love Billy absolutely brilliant absolute top man really is Um and I was, I was, well, I must have been 37, 38, 30, 39 when I was up there playing in the championship at the time. Um, and he's, you know, he'd, 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 he'd I'd, I'd always look after myself then, you know, as if yeah. he'd say, Do you want to come up then? Do you want to, he'd leave it up to me, you know, he never put us any pressure to come up. And as long as I did the business, of course, if I didn't do the business, then, you know, he'd obviously find a different way. But he was great with me, knew his players. Um, and obviously, I was at an age where I had to look after myself, or I'd be looked after myself if I, you know, didn't do, you know, didn't live right. It's if you understand what I mean. Yeah. So yes, he left it up to me. It's about knowing your players when you get to that age. You really do. You, you can't. 
you'll, you'll not get much out of them. You run them the same as what you would do younger players. Yeah. You know, you got to look after them, and he did, and he was great like that. Understand, um, and as well as he, he was a master tactician, knew every single player in Scotland, every single youth team player, every single reserve team player, every player that went on the pitch. And a lot can be said that nothing, you know, a lot can be said of that. I've, I try to do that, try to get to know every single player of the opposition, and know that. And he did that. I learned from him because of that. Yeah, yeah, he's he's he's, he's a great man. It's great to see him down at Brighton as well. We, uh, Graham, Pops, Graham's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Graham's a friend. Yeah, that's good to see him doing well. And um, the boys that the defenders when you were joined there, um, the likes of Big Marco and. Uh, uh, David Ellibert, how much do you enjoy playing with you guys? Oh, very much so. Yeah, very much so. I mean, Marco was coming to the end, but still, in the, the, some warrior. unit, some unit to get about the pitch. <laughs> He's huge. <laughs> uh, very big lad. Davey, you know, starting off. Very good young lad. Yeah, I was just happy to, you know, I mean, they're full-time there. I was part-time and it was strange for me to, if Billy wanted us to play, I'd play, but obviously you should say to Billy, look, they're your partnership there, Marco and Dave, and then they brought Can Canzo in after that. Yeah. And I was happy to play a part, big part. Um, so I, it was it was great to play alongside them when I, whenever I was needed. I enjoyed enjoyed it, really did. Um, but as I say, I was getting to an age where I didn't have to play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. I was just whenever I needed, I would I was hopefully to do my job. Yeah, and. In, cha in, the, in the championship, it was a, it was a, it was a great, it was a great year. Yeah, to win that league, it was really was for the club, for Billy, and obviously, uh, it was just excellent. Really was. Yeah, it certainly was. Um, you you were one of the old heads there, Chris. The, 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 a lot of young boys that were coming through at the time. The, the, the two main ones, of course, the two Jameses. Um, uh, did you know there was something special when 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 you were up there? It's hard as that. It's hard to. Um, I think McCarthy. Uh, McCarthy with him being 16 it was it was hard to see I mean not yeah. so much hard to see you knew he was going to he was going to be there thereabouts yeah. but it's whether and when he turned down I mean I've, I've heard that he turned down the Liverpool thing I just thought this that the other yeah. and as long as he got good games good information and got a good club then you could see it happening yeah. um, James he was more grown up a, yeah. more of a grown up player if I'm totally honest yeah um, more defensive minded. James, he was free flowing, drove at people, you know. Uh, two different players, two different midfield players, if I'm honest. Yeah. Uh, and you can see it now. Um, very, they've had great careers, absolutely brilliant careers. I mean, I bet they've been in the, the Premier League for 10 years now. And yeah. that takes some going, you know, it really does. To, to the, to, especially with James MacArthur doing the, um, uh, he's he must have he must have churned out some games and that's that's all credit to him, yeah. all credit to him. That's that's a brilliant take me hat off to them because coming from a different country, obviously as well, coming down here, um, it's it takes a lot of settling in and they've done really well, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you went up obviously that promotion winning season, great to win the, the championship, and then you're playing in the the SPL at the age of thirty eight, Chris. How how did you find that? Did did, did you cope with it okay or did it take you? The, 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 take your body a wee bit, you recover. <laughs> it always does. But I, no, but I was, I, I, yeah, fitness has always been played a big part in my life. Yeah. Uh, and I was a fitness fanatic. I really was. Yeah. I'd, if I didn't play, I'd go on, a, I'd run 13 mile on a Sunday. Wow. 
Wow. And I'd run eight or nine mile on the Tuesday. It was all the Wednesday. I, I, I just loved fitness, hill running. The, I just loved it. Yeah. Um, so um, when I didn't, when I didn't play, I'd look forward to the, the run on the Sunday. Um, and if I did play, I'd be like, oh God, <laughs> can I go for a run tomorrow? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, I did. I, at the same time, uh, I was still wary of, I mean, there was better opposition, of course there was. It was very good. It was uh, it was uh, it was Kenny Millan Boyd at uh, Rangers and the, the I mean the beat us in the, the League Cup, the Scottish Cup, freaking every cup possible, didn't it? Um, <laughs> and then you had the, the Celtic. I think Rangers were the better sign. Uh, did Celtic win the league? Was it under Strachan? Uh, I, I, I was thought uh, you were there. Uh, yes, yeah, Celtic won. Walter won the league. Oh eight, oh nine. Um, so that would have been the, the years you just came up. Rangers won the league that that, that year. Um, that was closer. yeah. I think them were the them were the, obviously the better partnership up front. Milan uh, Boyd, Boyd won it, yeah. Uh, I thought they were excellent. And then you had you know the likes of Hibbs and Hawks, very hard places to go to, you know. Yeah. But I think Hamlet didn't really well. That I think when we played was it St Mirren the last game of the season. Yeah, I, I mean, so. we surprised everybody by finishing, you know, sixth. I think was it sixth or seventh? Yeah, uh, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, because we're climbing up a couple of positions by winning on the last game yeah. of the season. And uh, oh, great times, you know, um, great season. Absolutely loved it. Um, just great memories, you know. Um, it's something I always wanted to do. Played at Lick Park and um, Ibrox. Uh, Results could have been better, of course, but <laughs> yeah, at least I did, I did it. You know what I mean. But again, it's like like you say, nobody's expecting you're you're, you're up against it, Aki's, and you're, you're punching above your weight. And th- I mean, they're doing so even now. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's they're always oh. the bookies' favourite to go down. They always surprise yeah. everybody. It's great to see them just digging in and hanging on. I love it. Yes, it's, it's the result I always look forward to see. Seeing, you know what I mean? And it's always you know, it's it's always nail biting every season, uh, and it's great to see them. St- just hanging in there, just hope to hang on the season as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you left there. You went back. You went and joined your hometown club, didn't you? When when you left Aki's, um, you must have been. You, you, Gateshead. You oh, Gateshead. Yeah, Gateshead. Um, Gateshead of the National League. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And where and uh, yeah, where's Billy was you know rest us for and not you know Ian Bogie wanted. Ian Bogie had catered. I was training. It was part time. It was three nights a week. Yeah. So you'd have your full time job, and then you'd train hard for two hours Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and that what did take its toll on his body, especially when in the freezing cold wintry night, you know. Yeah. And I got a lot of injuries in that time because um, I was well. I did everything that every, all the youngs did, and I should have just said, "Look, stop! I, I can't be doing this all the time." Yeah. You know, pride takes a bit of a. You know, you you want to do what the younger lads can. Your body cannot, even though you can't. At some point, yeah. But then the next, the next, and, and I got a lot of injuries at Gates, and regretfully, I could have done a lot better at Gates if I'm totally honest. But um, and it, it was up to the manager as well to say, look, oh, whoa, step aside. You're 38, 39. Don't do training tonight. Have a night in, or watch from the sidelines, or whatever. Uh, and and he didn't, and that was a that was a bit of a regret at Gates. I should have listened to my body as well, and I should have said, "Look, can I just be off tonight?" Type of thing, you know. But yeah. we survived on the, the national league on the last game of the season. Um, 
which was great for Gateshead. Great, um, proud of playing for Gateshead. Um, and yeah, loved every second of it. Loved every second of it. And you're a spell for the uh, Blythe Spartans. Is that your first sort of coaching uh, job there, Chris? When you, was it assistant? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, player assistant manager at 40, I think I was then. Yeah. In the National Conference North, which is the one below that, the National yeah. League. Yeah, loved it again. A bit further up the, up the motorway. But yeah, yeah, I mean, again, Blythe Spartans, with the budget we had, fighting, you know... Beating, beating teams and you know should have maybe made the playoffs in the end and that at that level for a club like Blythe at the time was unbelievable um, so yes I enjoyed all my, my time at Blythe back in the northeast as well yeah um, I, as I say I was got into coaching I was co- I was coaching um, it's Hamilton um, yeah. I was coaching at Oldham actually wow and I was I was coaching when I left Oldham to join Hamilton I was actually had a full-time job at Darlington College um, yeah. as a, f- a full-time coach. And I was working at Middlesbrough Academy. So when I was going up to Hamilton, I had three jobs. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it was it was full-time job was coaching at Darlington College and then Middlesbrough Academy on three nights a week and a Sunday. And then obviously going up to Hamilton on a Tuesday and then on a Saturday. Yeah. So it was very busy then, very busy. Yeah. Then of course there you go to Dunstan, then you go go back to Wembley, the, the old uh, Vaz final. You'd you'd win it on this. Uh, you won it two 0 against it was it Auckland Town you beat? West West Auckland. Yeah. Which was uh, the first winner supposedly of their first FA Cup, West Auckland. Wow. Know that. Um. Also the the World Cup. Sorry, the first winners of the World Cup. That's what they reckon. Um. But yes, that was I was. F- 40, 41 then, 40, yeah. 41. <laughs> and it was a, an old mate, Billy Irwin, I went to school with, it was the manager. Um, would, I, would I come along? As, you know, I was thinking about panging my boots up, but I just thought, nah, there was loads left in the tank. So, I mean, I ended up, I was working, I was working at East Durham College full-time then as a football coach and then still working at, and then I think I was working at Newcastle Academy then. Yeah. Um, doing the under 16 so three jobs again and but loving every minute of it loving every minute of it you know yeah. and especially when it's going well on the on the football pitch uh, your life's life's great you know yeah uh, and, it, and it was you know the, as I say we could even won the league that season we had a chance to win the league blew it but how fitting to go back to Wembley in front of you, you know, a Gates, it's, it's a Gates, it's Dunstan's in Gates, it's a small uh, yeah. place in Gates, so it was was ideal in front of Dunstan fans, and yeah, superb occasion, superb occasion, live long in the memory. Yeah, can, can, you, take, can you take it more in, because you're a, an older pro at that point, Chris, the, the whole occasion <coughs> sort of thing? Yes, you yeah. can, because then at the time you, and you have your wife and your, your kids yeah. uh, there with you, so it was, it, was a, it was a great time, you know, and you obviously... Uh, your family and friends come along, and you do. Um, if I always remember that the, the two occasions that I actually played it were the most uh, saturated knacker I ever was. Yeah. Of all the games I've ever played, really was, you know, just absolutely saturated and knackered. I've never been so knackered in two games. I don't know what it was. Never been like that before in my life. 
I don't know how, why, but that's the most sapped I was for the games. Whether it was Wembley, I don't know the size of it, but I'm sure it's the same size as every other pitch. Yeah. But it was just the occasion. I think it was just yeah. the occasion and everything that goes with it. Yeah. I was reading this, I mean, a few years later, you had, uh, was it heart surgery or something you had? It sounded a bit, a bit scary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, playing for Dunstan, actually, I knew there was something wrong before yeah. I actually played the game and shielded on a shielded on an evening. I, I mean, before I, I couldn't do the warm-up. I couldn't walk up the stairs before the game, if I'm honest. Oh. I couldn't clean my teeth before I left. Oof. I was out of breath and then I just, well, as I went to uh, run for the ball, I just caught me, caught me breath. I couldn't, I had to go down. I couldn't breathe. I just couldn't breathe Oof. and I, and I was I was on me honkers and I didn't know what was happening if I'm totally honest yeah and all of a sudden I got me breath and I just had to say look I had to come off and I got took to the hospital um, and anyway I had heart surgery yeah um, wow. I had heart surgery within I think it was uh, I had atrial fibrillation they did me chest three times um, cardioversions I had three of them and then um, had heart surgery in the end. But then in the heart surgery, you nicked the phrenic nerve. So that botched the operation up. So I had to be on um, uh, loads of drugs for a year from yeah. to control my breathing. And wow. being a love of my fitness, oh, that was driving us around the bend. Yeah. So I had to retire football-wise, playing-wise, um, and just wait for this to eventually heal this the diaphragm because the diaphragm it controlled my breathing and he'd nicked this phrenic nerve so I couldn't breathe properly so I had to be on warfarin and beta blockers just in case I had this heart attack through it you know yeah. um, but luckily I never had a heart attack yeah and I just had heart and it just that's all it was heart surgery yeah simple as that and then that was it now I'm back to square one back to normal fighting fit yeah, ideal. Uh, for there, you had a wee coaching spell. You came back to Yaki's for a bit. Um, we can, of course, get the get the manager's job. Um, did you enjoy your wee, your wee spell back up the road, Chris? Uh, yes and no. That's probably one big uh, blotch on my career. If I'm totally honest, I would have liked to have stayed there longer. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I think we're there for eight games. I didn't do a lot of coaching. A lot of did a lot of overseeing stuff. Yeah. Um, it wasn't one. It wasn't ideal for me. It wasn't ideal for the club. Just decided to part company. If I'm totally honest, I didn't think we won any eight games. Um, and it was a. It was the first time I think Aggies had an assistant manager type of thing. It was a yeah. new rule. Um, but that's that's football. Um, moved on. They moved on. And I, I'm glad to see that they stayed up, etc. Yeah. And, um, and that that was it. Really, that was that, that was it. It was just quite disappointing, but. It's it's gone now. It's on the water yeah. under the bridge. Yeah, and you can back out your retirement and play again. Then you're at, you're at Wembley before you know it again with Morpeth Town. Um, crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, another mate who I played football with took me <laughs> had the Morpeth job and um, asked if I want to play and said yes and <laughs> uh, and that was it. Um, a year later, I played at Wembley Morpeth against Hereford. Yeah. You know, of all of all clubs to play against, Hereford, I made me I made me debut for Doncaster in the Football League in 1993 for Doncaster against Hereford, yeah. and now I'm oh, playing wow. against Hereford at Wembley at 45. Wow, it's 
scored. So, um, yeah, so it uh, was great, great occasion. There's no one I called Ken Beattie. Uh, we won Morpeth. We won a lot of places in Morpeth. Big, big man in uh, Morpeth. That was just delighted for him. Absolutely delighted for Ken Beattie, a great bloke, you know. Delighted for the football club and the fans at Morpeth. And it was just against all odds again, you know. We, yeah. we had, you know, we didn't stand a chance against Hereford. And we rode the storm. We were one one nil down early doors and rode the storm and ended up coming out four one winners and just a great great occasion, you know. Yeah, I mean, there was I was reading there was at forty seven thousand or something at the game that 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 day. Um, no, I don't think there's that. Oh no, no, I don't think there's that many. I don't know the crowd if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, but I think they had the uh, the you know what I think they had the. Trophy on after it as well, so ah, that may have been it. Yeah, the two games. Put the two together, yes. Put the two yeah. together. Yeah, that's that right. I mean, scoring as well, stuff that everybody dreams of at Wembley, Chris. It's, 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 <coughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get many thirty yarders. I don't many get many thirty yarders. <laughs> but yeah, thirty yarder off the crotch area. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, I celebrated like it was a thirty yard, but once I bought. <laughs> See, I, it's, when, I used to always go up with a keeper, but as you get older, you think, I've been injured a few times if I went on with a keeper. So I'll just drop back, let somebody else go up with a keeper and see what happens. So the other centre-half, Michael Hall, has went up with a goalkeeper. I've rode me luck, took a gamble, and it's dropped, and it's just hit off me mid-drift and went in over the line. Took for ages to go over the line, but that's what I mean. It's uh, it's just happened. It was one of them things, and Please yes, and it went uh, went over the line, and it's 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 just to cap it all at forty five. It was it was great, it really was just uh, so memorable. So I had some great great career highlights, and this was fitting, you know. It was really was it was it was a great occasion and a great day. Yeah, it's incredible stuff, and it leads us on. You're, you're at Dunstan now. You're the main man as, as a manager. You've been there for a, a good few years, uh, Chris. So. Um, how much do you enjoy being your own man sort of thing? Yeah, um, absolutely love it. Yeah, I wish I'd have done it earlier to a point, but then I wouldn't have had experiences of going to Wembley a few times. And um, yes, you live and die by the sword, if I'm totally honest, uh, yeah. with your decisions, and I, and I like that. Um, don't like the assistant Malawi stuff, if I'm totally honest, don't like that. Um, but and we're doing okay so far yeah. um, and just bring another season another uh, hopeful season we're doing well before lockdown there yeah. um, as I'm, I'm enjoying it um, I love the football club Dunstan as I say I, we've done well I've done, done well as a player there and just want to do well for the for the club and the fans and the chairman and have this great committee yeah. They as well who do everything, you know, you're invaluable to doing stuff, you know, volunteers and just want to see this, you know, hopefully, well, climb the leagues, if I'm totally honest. Um, yeah. in, this fo- in the football club is, is capable of that. Um, yeah. I think it will, and hopefully under my guidance, um, will do. Yeah, well, we wish you all the best uh, going forward, Chris, and hopefully we're back playing football before too long. It's been uh, sensational having you on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. That's great, Derek. Thank you very much, mate.
That was episode 100 of the Talking Fitball podcast with Chris Wales. As ever, I hope you enjoyed it. You can listen to any previous shows on pretty much all podcast platforms and also on our website, talkingfitball.co.uk where you'll also find a whole load of great articles on there so make sure you subscribe you can check us on YouTube and Facebook and we're on Twitter you can follow us at talking underscore football if you want to sponsor the podcast you can do just that just visit the get involved page on the website or email us at contact at derekclarksports.co.uk hope you can join me again next week but until then keep safe and bye for now (laughs) 